Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are listening to Transform Your Life with Kelly and Lisa. Hope everyone has had a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. We want to get that out of the way really quickly. If you're listening to this at a later time, well, then look forward to having a wonderful holiday season or reminisce about one that you've you've recently had that was spectacular. Good morning, Lisa. How are you? Oh, good morning, Kelly. I am fantastic. How are you? <laughs> I'm really good. I'm I'm really good. You know, the the first of the year is always kind of an exciting time for me. It's sort of um well, first off, I'm excited that, you know, we're, the days are getting a little bit longer every day. That's my big thing. Um, but, but um, you know, just the change of seasons and, you know, a, a new year symbolizes so much to so many people. And then we go and we kind of ruin it for ourselves with all of the <laughs> the resolutions that we do and all of the beating ourselves up for not keeping last year's resolutions and all of that kind of stuff. So I kind of wanted to start the show this morning with um, kind of a different take on a resolution. You know, don't look at a resolution as something that means anything to anyone other than you. So many people set the same resolutions. I'm going to save more money. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to lose weight. Well, that's really nice. You and, you know, however many millions of other people there are on the planet. So customize your resolution. Go a little bit deeper. What is it that really will have an impact in your life? You know, and one of the first things that I realized a long time ago is, What's so special about New Year's for making a change? You know, every morning when you wake up, you can decide to make a change in your life. So in my mind, for me personally, that took a lot of pressure off of me for the New Year. And then I was able to just relax and realize that New Year's Day is just another day. Yes, it's a new beginning of another year, but that doesn't mean that the whole year depends on what you do with that one day. Because truly, if you're living your life waiting for the next New Year's, the next opportunity to make changes, you've missed the whole point of making changes because you can decide at any point to make a change. So don't just think that, oh, wow, it's already January 4th. I've totally missed New Year's. No, you haven't. You know, every day you wake up is another opportunity to make positive changes in your life. So I wanted to start kind of with that. So how, how do you feel about that? What do you think? Uh, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I, I put in the description of our show that, you know, you and I both look at waking up every day as the start of a new, a new 365 days. And that's still hard for me to come to terms with because I'm so – driven by the calendar. I'm going to start on the first of the month. I'm going to start on Monday. Right. So if Monday and the first of the month don't align, then I got to wait till the next month or whatever, you know, so I am really driven by that as well. And there is something so dreamy about the beginning of a new calendar year. That's the difference. It's like it's a calendar year compared to just 365 days. 
but it's how the world operates. You know, we operate on this system. So it, it, it does make it, it makes it dreamy and romantic. And, you know, you see all the old movies with the ringing in of the new year and that first kiss of the, you know, of your new year and whatnot. But like you said, every day that you wake up is an opportunity to better yourself, to change a situation that you don't like, to, you know, experience more personal growth and whatnot. For me, I am working really diligently on not bringing 2016 into my 2017. 2016, I slammed the door on 2016. You are not welcome to come into 2017. What I mean by that is some of the attitudes that I had or the thought processes that I had. Yes, I want to reflect on it, but I'm not carrying that into my 2017. Just this morning I was looking on Facebook, and I'm in this business group. So I'm in the process of revamping even myself, you know, as far as my professional aspect goes. And I was in this business group, and I started reading all these posts, and I was like, oh, no, i got to do this, and oh, my goodness, I mean, i got to learn that. And I was like, no, no, stop, stop. We're right. not doing this. That was 2016. It's 2017. We're not doing this. You don't have to do that in order to run a successful business, period. That could be something you set up later. You know, and, and so I even started to feel the overwhelm of taking on a new business for myself. And the things that I have to, you know me, Kelly, I've got to have all my ducks in a row, and I got, my website's got to be perfect, and I've got to have some sort of email capture. And, oh, my goodness, now I've got to have some sort of three-month system of sending out emails every week or whatever. And I'm like, ah! no, I'm not bringing that into 2017. I refuse. That was 2016. So that was, that was something that I noticed that I actually reacted to it faster. Because I said, no more 2016 is going to leak into 2017. I'm tired of being, bringing baggage into the next year from the prior year. And not only am I bringing that baggage in from the prior year, because, you know, 2014 leaked into 2015, well, 2015 leaked into 2016, but so did 2014 and 2013 and 2012 and 20, you know, right. and you can go back and back and back. I'm done. 2017 it's a totally different ball game for me this time around. Well, and that's a great plan. I want you to, to keep us posted as we move through the year <laughs> on what you recognize. Not that I don't think you can do it, but because that's a really tall order. And one of the things that uh, trips people up in years and years and years of coaching people through their New Year's resolution fiascos is um, – they set goals that are too big. And I think it kind of helps to break things down into small mm-hmm. chunks. You know, and instead of saying, well, I'm going to shut the door on my past, you might want to say, I'm, I'm going to be more conscious of when I'm allowing the past to affect me. Because it's always going to, you know. And right. I, I think a lot of people, I, I had a, a coaching client a couple of years ago when uh, she says, well, I want you to hold me accountable for my New Year's resolutions. And I did my typical spiel on how anti-productive setting New Year's resolutions truly are. And she gave me her list. And it was, I want to lose weight. I want to eat healthier. I want to buy a new car. I want to start a new business. I want to finish my college education. And I'm going, holy crap, that's, you know, That's like I want to shoot myself in the foot. I want to beat myself up for the whole year. I mean, you might as well do that because there's no way possible this woman was going to accomplish all of these things. 
But what we did was we started with why do you need these things? Why do you feel like you really need to finish your master's degree when you've never used your bachelor's degree and you've been out of college for 37 years? You know, is this, what, why is that important? And when you look at, and that's just an example, you can look at anything. You can look at losing weight. You can look at lo- eating healthier. You can look at anything. When you set that big goal, break it down. Why is this really important? What are you really trying to achieve? And in her case, it was simply, I resolved to love myself more. That is what we boiled down her monumental list to, was I'm resolving I'm going to love myself more this year. And I think a lot of people can do something with that. You know, losing weight is a huge one. And years and years and years ago, that was my every New Year's resolution. I could just like, you know, write it in stone. That was what I was going to set for New Year's. And it never worked for me because losing weight doesn't sound like much fun, does it? (laughs) So I had to get to underneath, why is that important to me? And with me, it was a sense that I had not, I'd been neglecting myself. I hadn't loved myself mm-hmm. enough to take care of myself. So my new thing, my new New Year's resolution for that first year was, you know what, I'm going to try to, I'm going to be conscious of what I eat. I, I'm going to be con- more conscious of what I eat, and I'm going to be more aware of how I talk to myself. And those things are what led to my, you know what, New Year's resolutions is setting yourself up for failure. We should never, ever do that. Whose idea was this, you know? So it was, it's take those great, big, huge goals, which are all very worthy goals, and break them down. And if you break them down into why is this important to you, and you keep asking, why is this important to me? Why is this important? Well, why is that important to me? And every answer question every answer you give yourself until you get your all out of answers. You find the root of why that's really important to you. And then you'll find that the universe aligns everything in your favor and things will become easier for you and things will become, you know, the people, places, things, everything that you need that's going to help propel you forward is going to magically appear. And I say that and people always laugh, but it's the truth. Because you are centered in your core values and you really have a clear understanding of what your true goal is. And I I think a lot of people um, do that. I mean, I wrote a book about taking out your trash. I mean, so I understand completely where you're coming from. You know, but I'm just saying why, keep in mind while you're closing the door on the past, and this is not just at you, this is everybody, all of us, we all do this. Keep in mind when something is triggering a memory from your past, notice it. And why why did that bring that up? Why did that trigger me? And then you'll get to where you want to be a lot quicker. So that's just, you know, I kind of rambled there for a while, but that's (laughs) what I found through coaching is that uh, if you if you keep asking yourself, why is this so important to me? You get to the real reason and your real goal, what is truly important to you. So well, First, I just want to say thank you for, like, expanding my thought with 
everything that you said to explain what I had said is exactly how I feel, and I just didn't do a good job of presenting mm-hmm. it to other people. But, you know, you're right. With the resolutions, they're vague. They're not getting to the root right. of the problem. Losing weight, right. that, well, what does that mean? You know, am I going to go and drop off some, some weights that I don't lift anymore? You know, it's, it's vague. So getting down to that core of why, and then when you get down to the core, and it really, like you said, it all comes down to self-love. I am learning to yep. love myself a lot more than I did last year. Last year I was, last year myself and I were having some serious arguments. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it would pop up. But this year, now granted, when I say this year, I really don't mean the, only, the first four days of 2017. I'm talking more right. on the lines of the last couple of months. So over the last couple of months, it, it, it was, I finally won, you know, or myself finally won, whichever one is the one that wants better for me, finally won the battle. And th- there's been a lot of transition for me as far as that goes. So right. self-love is the start of that. But for me, I'm very uncomfortable at the weight that I'm in, that I am at right now. I'm not talking uncomfortable right. with how other people perceive me. I'm talking physically uncomfortable when I sit. I have to sit a certain way to be comfortable. I have to wear a certain style of clothing to be comfortable. Um, those kind of things. So when you say I want to work on loving myself more, well, what can you do to show yourself that you love yourself more? It's Self-talk right. is important. Like you were talking about how you made that – that conscientious effort to watch how you were think talking to yourself because we don't speak how, how we feel about ourselves. It's just constantly on this, this like loop in our brain. It just goes round and round and round right. and it's cyclical. And so for, you know, to make that conscientious, conscientious effort to say, I'm going to stop the self uh, deprivating self-talk. Is that redundant? The, the negative self-talk <laughs> Right. That's, that's a great place to start. And then, of course, you have to replace the negatives with the positives. But thoughts and, and actions are two different things. So what can you do to show yourself that you love yourself more? Well, you can – maybe you need to be healthier. I know I do. I need to be healthier. There's some habits I need to quit, you know, things I need to stop. Staying up too late, go to bed early, and you know, get a decent night's sleep, like things along those lines. So, I guess being more specific is really what I was trying to get down to with all the roundabout that I right. did. <laughs> you know, being more specific, finding out, like you said, the underlying things of why all these things are, are what you want to resolve. But then, once you find that underlying reason, then be more specific and more pinpoint on why you need to lose weight and be. I need to lose 40 pounds and losing 40 pounds will make me more comfortable in my physical being. It will show my sacred temple, my spirit that is housed in my sacred temple is what I meant to say, how much I absolutely do love it and, you know, care for it and things along those lines. So yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, <laughs> well, we you need to keep in mind, all of us need to keep in mind, when we do have that specific goal, it's not just enough to say this is what I want and this is why I want it. How are you going to get there? You know, you mm-hmm. have to set mm-hmm. yourself a roadmap, and it has to be smart, and you have to be realistic. 
in right. my case, I know absolutely if I say I'm going to um, walk five miles every day or whatever ridiculous amount of time I think I have for that, I'm going to sabotage myself <laughs> because I know I don't have the time right. to walk. <laughs> right. You know, so it's, it's important to be realistic. You know, right. could I make a little bit more time? It would probably, but that's an entirely, that would take re, revamping a lot of stuff. So be realistic. Are you willing right now at this moment to rearrange your entire day and life to create another hour or hour and a half to devote to, in my case, walking? Uh, because that's right. about all I can do. And at this point in time, no, I, I, there's no way I can see that I could do that. In my mind right now, it would cause me more stress to try and right. find that extra time than to, and the health benefits I would get from finding it. Right. right. So and be realistic. I know. There anyway. yeah. Exactly. And then you stop doing everything. I know realistically <laughs> right now I could probably find a half hour. Right. And if you're someone listening and you know that realistically – with everything you've got going on, you can find 15 minutes. That's great. That's great. Find that 15 minutes. Yep. That's you know, work now. with, exactly. Work with where you are. Work with how you, your life is. <clears throat> People that try to make too many changes too quickly, you know, often you have that whiplash effect where you're going along yeah. and then all of a sudden you're not doing anything. So it's better to do little bit by little bit and that gives yourself, that sets yourself up to win. That gives you those little wins every day that are going to keep you moving forward. That's going to right. establish positive habits that are going to make you feel better about yourself. And for God's sake, stop comparing yourself to everybody else. Right. You know, I, I talked to uh, my daughter the other day, and she says, I just don't understand these people who get through the holidays without gaining an ounce. What in the world are they doing? I'm sitting here in yoga pants going, oh, my God, I've got to put on jeans tomorrow. You know, (laughs) stop comparing yourself with everybody else. You are unique. You are you. You're not anybody else. And I think that's a huge piece of self-love that oftentimes get gets kind of glossed over. It's really easy to say, yeah, don't compare yourself to anybody else. And then you have to leave our house. You know, we have to leave our houses at some point, right? And then you meet other people and you're going, well, yeah, I wasn't comparing myself to anybody else, but wow, you know, <laughs> it's so hard not to. Just understand that you're different. You're not anyone else. And teach yourself to be genuinely happy for other people. That's huge with self-love. And everyone, every time I say that, people say, but that's, that's loving other people. That's not yourself. No, it goes both ways. The happiness you put out is returned to you. The love you put out is returned to you. The joy you put out is returned to you. Also, the jealousy you put out is returned to you. And the anger you put yeah. out is returned to you. <laughs> So you got to watch what you're putting out. And if you're one of those people, and I know I, I recently spoke to someone who was having this very issue. If you're one of those people who finds yourself getting jealous of people during the holidays, 
um, where I live, there are a number of people that are poverty. They're under, they live under the poverty level. And I know someone who used to work for me a while back, and I ran into her, and she said, you know, did you see so-and-so? They got a new car, and I just don't know how they, and I'm driving my plain old jalopy, and oh, my God, I need tires, and I can only buy one, and da, 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 da. And I let her rant for a while, and then I stopped her and said, you know, here's, here's the thing. All of that stuff, all of that negativity you just spewed forth is telling the universe what you want. It's telling your mind what you're worthy of. Stop that. Be happy they were able to get a new car. You know, be genuinely grateful that you have a jalopy that at least has good enough tires to get you back and forth to work in the grocery store. You know, because many people don't even have a car. And, you know, there was a, a homeless guy on the TV one time, and he was saying that um, he was living in his car, but the city towed his car away because he'd been sitting there for too long. So then he had nothing. But he was at least happy that he had the uh, intestinal fortitude and the foresight to take everything out of the car before they towed it. So meet yourself where you're at. You know, if if you're someone who is sitting there listening and you're, you know you should lose weight and you know you should take better care of yourself, be grateful you have the opportunity to get up and change things. Be grateful you have a life to improve. So often we get so caught up in, looking at what everybody else has, that we completely neglect what we have ourselves. So now is a great time to stop that. And it doesn't matter if you recognize that and you're listening to us live on January 4th, 2017, or you find this show later on and you're listening to us August 24th of 2018. It really doesn't matter what day you start, but start right now as of this very second being grateful for everything you have and being happy for everything everyone else has to. That will go a long way towards improving your self-esteem and your self-love. So what do you think? <laughs> no, I, it, it's, the, it's a common thing. I know you've seen it too. I, I know you've, you've encountered it too, where there are people that just, um, you know, want to be miserable How, and that's kind of part of it to me in my mind if if someone is constantly dedicated to being miserable then um that's probably where it lies it lies in the fact that they are comparing themselves to someone else and noticing what they don't have rather than what they do have they're called x's for a reason um (laughs) (laughs) no i no absolutely i know you know it's really hard to say, you know what, but I am alive today. Because when people focus on so much of everything that goes on, there's like, well, what's the point of being alive if everything's going to suck? But and please don't think that I meant anything other than what I just said by that. But there is. There's, right. there's always up. There's always up. No matter how far down you feel you, or, you know, how far into the pit you think you are, there's always up. And, yes. the, the, you know, 
focusing on all of the bad out of everything it puts the people in that mind frame. And I, I, I've, like I said, I know several. I, some of them are exes for a reason because they just couldn't get past the negativity. You have to train yourself to look at a horrible yeah. situation and find the positive even in the worst of situations. And that takes that, dedication. That, you know, that, that takes a great deal of dedication. Work. <laughs> it takes work and it takes retraining your brain. Like when you start to notice that there's this situation going on, you have to, you know, tell yourself, stop, stop looking at all of the negatives. And now let's look at this. Let's look at the good of this. So how, how do you, what tips can you give people to, to stop that? Um, because I know a lot of people do that. I've had, several occasions in business where um, people from, well, an example in real estate where people view each other as competition rather than collaborators. And there's a lot of um, negativity thrown back and forth and a lot of, well, you can't talk to her. She works for that company kind of thing that goes on, not only in real estate, in, in many different business, in practically every business. But um, how do you stop that? How do you recognize it and turn that around? Well, that's the first thing you have to do is recognize it. You know, and you have mm-hmm. to recognize, is it you or is it something outside of you? Because you don't need to bring in anybody else's garbage with your own. You know, it, it, so is it, okay, <laughs> I'll just put this right out there. So a <laughs> uh, couple days after, actually not even a couple days, the day after Christmas, y'all sit down for this. My fiance and I got in a fight. I was like, this never happens. This is something that doesn't happen with us. We've been together since 2011 and, and we got into a fight. And it was pretty intense. Um, I'll just wrap it up to we're really good now, but what we both recognized was we didn't have a problem with each other. We had a problem with what was going on externally, and that right. was brought in to us, and it made it worse. And it, it almost ended my relationship. We almost allowed this to end. Maybe it was more that I almost allowed this to end my relationship. So you really have to analyze what's going on. Is it something that you can control? A lot of times you can't. You know, it, it, is it somebody else's outside influence that's causing problems for you? That sort of thing. Right. You really, you have to analyze the situation first. And recognize the negative aspects of it before you can even think to address it and start to do the shift in your mind. That's that's my personal opinion. Because like I was ready to walk right. away. I was ready to walk away. And so many of my friends wanted to just smack me and say you're overreacting. But they didn't. And I'm like, why didn't you? <laughs> you know, you should have done that, but no, they shouldn't have. Because that's exactly what was the problem with my fiance and I. So when I finally let the dust settle or whatever you, you want to call it. I looked at the whole, when I was overreacting, I was screaming at myself. 
why are you overreacting? Shut up. Just sit down kind of situation. <laughs> but, I, but then there's the other side of my brain going, no, this is justifiable overreact. Like I had, you know, the angel and the devil sitting there, you know, in conflict over my, me overreacting in this situation. But once, you know, once the dust settled and I kind of set, took a step back, I was like, wow, that was pretty stupid. It was, you know, and I, and I realized being able to analyze the situation, taking a step back from it, I realized that what was going on between him and I had absolutely nothing to do with him and I. Right, right. Thoughts? Well, you know, sometimes I think we all do that. We find ourselves in situations that we kind of, you know, we're going down a downward spiral, and sometimes it's really tough to stop the slide, you know. Um, but a lot of that, what I found, is a lot of that was coming from my own insecurities and my own perception that I needed to be perfect in somehow, you know, in some way. And it's really tough to stop and say, whoa, I need to take a step back. Sometimes look at, looking at things as if you were an impartial third party helps if you can put yourself in that situation. But it's really difficult to stop and say, hey, you know what? I was wrong. That wasn't about us. That was about me. And That's a pride that's, thing. <laughs> that's a pride thing. And pride comes from a lack of self-love. You know, and I know I, I can trace everything back to a lack of self-love, but I really honestly believe that's where most of our issues come from, if not all of our issues, come from a lack of self-love and self-acceptance. And you have to realize no one is ever perfect. And you have to realize that sometimes we all make mistakes, and that's okay. That's right. part of what I call growing forward rather than going forward. Because a lot of times people, and I've been guilty of this myself, a lot of times people look at their relationships and they've mentally got one bag packed behind the door. And it's, it's tough to put yourself in that situation. That vulnerability is really hard if you don't have the intestinal fortitude to stand up and say, you know what, this is the situation as I see it, and this is what I don't like about it, and this is what I think is good about it, and I'm accepting that I had a part in it, but I need for you to also accept that maybe you had a part in it too. I and that's really the only way. That he and I didn't have parts in that. Yeah, absolutely. So look, right. I, I definitely, I owned my part in all of it. To include the right. overreacting, that there were serious insecurities in, in, in those moments. And, it, you know, like I said, I was screaming that it was justified. But absolutely, you, you know, you also have to take, even though I said the external, out, the external forces outside of him and I were the root factor as to why him and I got into an argument, but absolutely, I told you I overreacted, you know, and I know why I overreacted, and it was the door, the bag was packed, you know, I had, the, everything was where it was supposed to be, and we're not talking about just relationships here, there's other situations, I would just always use my life experience, as of what's going on, it's funny how it always happens that I can tell some sort of, like, guess what's happening?
listening to me now story relates <laughs> to our conversation. This is so funny. So, yeah, it, it, it can happen with other issues, but this just happens to be one that we can relate to right now because it's going on. But, yeah, I absolutely – sorry about the dog. Um, <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard my dog, but <laughs> live radio. That was something I owned my part in it. That's something else that you need to do in order to start right. changing the the way that you view things is you have to stop the blame game. That doesn't that doesn't mean that there aren't factors there that are brought into a situation. For example, you know, we had some outside things going on as to why my fiance and I got into an argument. Um, but you know, things happen and to say it's somebody's fault. Is, I don't like the right. word fault. <laughs> Let's use those no. for the cracks in the earth that cause earthquakes and, you know, shift changes and whatnot. I don't like the word fault because everything – I have to quote Danny here on his mosaic. You know, everything is all connected. And for me, I don't like the idea of fault because, you know, it really – there is no one blame. It's something that happens. And it's a learning experience. Uh, you can you can grow from it. I learned a lot over from this this argument that he and I had. The situation wasn't even an argument. The situation that he and I had, and my relationship with him is stronger now than it has been in the last five years. The last five years combined are have nothing on the strength of my relationship now. We learned a lot, and right. I learned that I don't need to be insecure in this relationship. No, he didn't cheat well, on me. And, no, and, there was no uh, like nothing like that. But you know, I, I don't have to be. So. Right, and I, I think it comes from finding security in yourself, and you have to be secure with yourself before you can be secure in any relationship. So I, I think that's that's kind of what it comes down to in in many relationships. It's it's finding that security in yourself. And sometimes, you know, people overhear bits and pieces of things that maybe they shouldn't even be eavesdropping on, and that really sets off a huge chain reaction. I have seen that time and time and time and time and time again. <laughs> Not that that's, that's your situation, but it just occurred to me that somebody listening may um, have needed to oh, hear that. Oh, it's kind of funny that that was my situation. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. But um, in, a, in a different way. You know, yeah, so like... Taking responsibility for anything yeah. that happens. You know, and, and really, it was trying to find a positive twist in a negative situation. It's hard. It's hard because all I wanted to do in my past was focus on the negative. Now when I talk about right. my exes, and I, you know, for listeners, I've been married and divorced twice, and I'm in a third relationship. And I've had several toxic relationships in my past. This one is an amazing one. Um, that I'm in now will be will be in the rocking chair at 90 years old watching our great grandkids play. But for me, I, I still always wanted to focus on the negative of relationships that ended 10 years ago. Why do I want to do that? Why am I still carrying that with me? And that's why I was talking about that cumulative buildup of I'm I, at one point I was still holding on to the negative of something from 10 years ago. So that year right. was that negative added to the next year, added to the next year, added to the next. No wonder I was miserable last year. Finally, it was like a snowball effect. <laughs> and 
2016 right. last year, you know, and it finally took its toll on me. And I had to make the conscientious effort to release it. Now, I'm not saying that I've never been in a situation before. I went through a lot of learning with some, a project that you and I were on. I wrote a, book, a story for a project that you and I were on with Empowered Women, and um, that opened up some things I didn't realize were there. So it opened up this relationship and that relationship and this context and that context, and then all of a sudden all of it just kind of like whooshed at once. It could be cyclical for you. You know, for me, I, I might experience all of the negativity at once again, but now I'm more prepared to not let it hang around as long as it has. Right. And learning to let go of things that really, why are you still holding on to something from 20 years ago? I can actually say that. Huh. I'm going to be 40 this year, so I can say <laughs> I might be holding on to something from 20 years ago. Why am I doing that? What purpose does it serve, particularly if you're holding on to the negative? Don't, don't forget about it, but don't carry it with you because you can learn from negative and positive. I just choose now to recognize the bad relationships as positive. Even if it was a negative relationship and I learned something from it, that's still a positive. Right. This gets really confusing. It's almost like, <laughs> you know, the theory of relativity. It gets confusing there. It's like, but a positive can be a negative, and a negative can be a positive. And like, yeah. What are your thoughts on all of that? Well, you know, I, I think letting go confuses people because people think that means they need to pretend something never existed. And that oh, is not the one. case at all. Um, because we're, we're not saying you need to just pretend it never existed. We're, we're saying take responsibility for it, forgive whatever part you had in whatever happened, and move forward. Because if you've learned from something, then that's, that's the whole point. If you've learned from something, you've made the decision to grow forward. And then you can grow into the person you were always meant to be. Uh, so I think a lot of times people say, well, I can't just forget about it. Well, we're not saying forget about it. We're saying forgive it. Right. We're saying accept it. We're saying take responsibility for it. Have the discipline in yourself and the love for yourself to not keep playing that movie over and over and over again. And, and so often we do that particularly if it's a traumatic thing. Uh, a lot of children who were abused grow up to be spouses who are abused. And it's because somehow they have equated, well, if, if I'm loved, I'm abused. Or if I'm, you know, it, it, love equals abuse. Or I am worthy of this abuse and nothing better in my life. And those are kinds of things that we often do repeat time and time and time again. I can't tell you how many people through coaching I met that have had the same relationship over and over again with different people. And it's because they're refusing to learn that lesson. So if something is bothering you about your life, look at the lesson that you're refusing to learn. Because somehow you have become dedicated to repeating that pattern, all the while saying, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this. Well, no, you've become internally dedicated to whatever that is. <laughs> so 
So you need to face that, look for the lesson, and le- decide to learn the lesson, and then you're done. You're done with the lesson. You don't need to keep repeating that lesson because you've learned it. Right. And I think really that's the bottom line with taking out the trash from the past is learning those lessons and, and accepting your responsibility for your portion of whatever happened, forgiving yourself for that, forgive the other person, forgive everything, let it go, stop repeating it. You have to make a conscious decision and a conscious choice to stop repeating it and to stop having that same thing come up over and over and over and over. And that's what wrecks most relationships, I think, is an inability of either party or both parties sometimes to let go of the past and to look for the lesson and to forgive it and move forward. A lot of times people become dedicated to repeating things that they don't want to learn. So just stop. I you know, I, just stop. <laughs> I know I was. I was definitely addicted to the self-destruct and the um, the horrible relationship. I was addicted to them. I was absolutely addicted to the toxic relationships. And when I realized why I was addicted to them, they I had to put an end to that. And I realized I was addicted to them because I felt that I could help people become better and that by being in a relationship with such a great, amazing person such as myself, that, <laughs> that they would want to be a great, amazing person too and you can't make anybody change. But I, I want to talk no. a little bit about the idea of responsibility. Because I said a little bit earlier, it doesn't mean blame and it doesn't mean fault. But if you overreacted to someone's words to you or whatever the case may be, and you overreacted, this is just a simple example, your part in, you played a part in that. And acknowledging right. the part that you played is what we're talking about with responsibility. Kelly and I mean by acknowledging the part that you played, even if it was a minor part. There was still a part that was played. That doesn't mean that you go inside and you beat yourself up and you blame yourself and it's all my fault. I can't believe I did that. And nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. And and this is just going to make things worse. That's, That's not what you're supposed to do. You're just supposed to acknowledge that you actually had a part in that situation, and that's taking responsibility. And then you go on from there. Okay, so I overreacted to the situation. Step back. Why did I overreact? Oh, this is why. Now look at – I'll just use my, my situation as an example – there was some outside things going on, and I felt that um, – I don't know how to say this without dragging in a whole bunch of people. I, I felt like – I felt like my fiancé wasn't chivalrous enough. <laughs> Leave it at that. That was the underlying reason. I felt that he wasn't being chivalrous enough, and that – Looking at, well, why don't I feel like he was being chivalrous enough? That led to the idea of the insecurity and that there were certain people in his life that he would choose over me. And that terrified me. And therefore, my overreaction was, you didn't do what I thought you should have done in this situation. 
not saying you need to proclaim my innocence, but you need to, you know, there's some certain things I expected from you, but maybe you didn't know I expected that from you because maybe that's something we never, we never encountered a situation like this before. So there wasn't even a need for a conversation about it because we've never had this experience. So all these different factors, although there was something that was happening externally, I still had a role in what was going on between him and I. And I owned that. And I I evaluated why I reacted the way that I did. And realized I don't need to doubt my relationship with this man. And I'm not going to start. This is the longest relationship I've ever been in in my life. (laughs) Maybe there was like an (laughs) underlying factor there too, you know, like, oh, I'm hitting hitting the six-year mark. It's time to bolt. You know, this is the longest, this is, this is too long for me or whatever, you know, the longest relationship I've ever been in. So, you know, a lot of moving factors there. Um, But I owned my part in it and I evaluated why I responded and reacted the way that I did. And I learned a whole lot of lessons. And good needs to happen. Good stuff. Yep. That's just, that's all about making the decision to grow, to grow forward. Because um, so many people don't. Things start getting difficult and they let a, uh, you know, self-sabotaging habit get in the way of a beautiful, bright future. So, you know, kudos to you for, for doing that. Um, we are just about out of time. Do you have anything Already? to add <laughs> um, to our conversation this morning? I think I've said enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, ha- I, well. have, I have been more giggly lately. Now that, like, like, the last couple months, I laugh a lot more. So if my giggling drives y'all nuts, I apologize. I just I have a completely different spirit emotion right now, I guess. That's wonderful. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, um, thanks so much for listening. Um, Use the show, no matter when you're listening to it, as your excuse to make a decision to make positive changes in your life right now. Because those little bitty decisions that we make day to day, some of which we're not even really aware of, really do determine the course of our life. So, you know, kind of resolve to be more aware, resolve to love yourself and everyone else more, and resolve to practice rampant gratitude. Those are the kind of resolutions we should all be setting. Yeah. So thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye, everyone. Bye.